Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the Backstage Show. Hi, Glenn. How's it going? It's going well. How's it going with you? Uh, fair to middling. Fair to middling. <laughs> Why isn't it going well? I don't know. Really, no reasons <laughs> that have anything to do with theater, to be sure, but... Uh, well, you have just stopped doing a show, so perhaps you're missing theater. No, honestly, no. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of am. Are you? I, I, I closed my show a few weeks ago that I was, you know, kind of only peripherally involved with. Did and it I was wet disappointed. your appetite? Yeah, it, it did whet my appetite. It made me want to get more involved. But, you know, we've discussed before about how it's just difficult for me with a preschooler and all of that. But I think one of the things that disappointed me was this was a, a three-week run. And I knew going into it that I would only be available for the first week of the three-week run. Yeah, now, you of course, had another trip, right? That was kind Yeah, of... that's it's, we we went down to Disney World and pretty much spanned from the second weekend to the closing weekend. But we were scheduled Life to got fly in the back. way again. Yes. We were scheduled to fly back on closing night and I was hoping that I'd be back soon enough that I could go over and maybe help a little bit with strike and go to the closing night cast party. But of course, my flight was delayed 2 hours, so that did not happen. Freaking flights. So it was just kind of like left. Don't ever all. fly. It just kind of. <laughs> it's hard to get places without flying, or at least get there quickly. <laughs> the trip would have been like two days in our destination, otherwise. <laughs> but it's it's rough when you kind of miss that that actual involvement and, and closing night party, and 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 it feels like if you're not involved with that final performance, that you're just left unsatisfied <laughs> it never happened it, it does kind of feel that way huh. do you feel that that associating with the cast with the crew you know no matter whether you are cast or crew does it does it is it still a show <laughs> are you still involved with a show if you don't party with the cast <laughs> well i don't know if you have tendencies to be a recluse perhaps maybe you don't care <laughs> i don't yeah. know have you ever guess, had I, you've probably encountered people that fall into this category in the past. Have you just had people that maybe never, they do the show, they're involved with the show, but they don't necessarily hang Absolutely. with everybody else? There are some people that, that do that. But I feel personally that if I don't do that, that it just doesn't feel like it actually happened. Really? Yeah. I, I that suppose, to me is an integral part. I suppose in some circumstances, I maybe have felt that if I were more of a periphery member not necessarily really tight with everybody else, or usually I guess this comes up most often if I'm doing sound operation, mm -hmm. then maybe I, and this could just be with age too, maybe I have felt less compelled, like I feel like I have to go out with people. If I, if everybody's doing something, maybe sometimes I feel like, eh, I don't feel like doing that tonight. I just want to go home. See, I kind of agree with you with that, particularly doing things like sound design or just set design. Then I feel almost, if I am going out, that I'm intruding. But Really? You feel like you're intruding? Yeah, That's interesting. A little bit. Because I'm, I don't feel as essential to the show, as central to the show. Well, somebody has to do whatever it is you did. 
<laughs> That's absolutely true, but I'm not spending all of the time with them. I understand. So I feel like I to step in and suddenly, if it's people that I don't already know, if it's like a cast of people where, you know, I know them well enough anyway, then I might be inclined to do that. But if it's people I don't know, I feel like I'm imposing myself on them if I, all I've done is set design and they barely even know who I am. I don't know. I don't know that you should feel like that or mm -hmm. that's just my own opinion. Yeah. If you had some key role in the show, even if it's maybe not something that everybody realizes or is aware of what you did or ever saw you do it, <laughs> I don't think it should matter personally, but well, I'm thinking more from the perspective of if you feel like eh, I'm not maybe as tight with this group of people. I, did, I, I didn't have the opportunity to bond with these people as much as they got to bond with each other. So maybe I don't feel as obligated to go out afterwards. But does situations. that then make you feel like less a part of the show? Not necessarily. I it's hmm. I'm over it, I guess, in that case. Or <laughs> it, it maybe depends on the uh, emotional attachment I have to what I'm doing, perhaps. Yeah. I'm I have to literally like think really hard about shows that I just sound designed or just set design. I have to really think to even remember what they were because I feel that my input was smaller which is of course that's perfectly fine it's still as you say uh, you know a vital part of the show you're not gonna do a show without a set design you're yeah not I think do... you're kind of belittling people who have some of my skill set <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not doing that I'm just saying I personally when I do that sort of thing it drifts out of my head quickly it feels like it's started and over so fast and that I've never really bonded with any of the cast or other crew that it's almost like why bother which I think is my issue now because I want to be involved but when I'm involved in such a small amount I don't feel like I'm involved at all it feels like it's not paying off if you don't really get to be immersed mm -hmm. in it more yeah if yeah, I don't get to hang difficult. with the cast and that kind of thing see I don't find that I necessarily have a problem with those situations. Yeah. I guess it's just an opportunity to do something, but if I'm not necessarily having to be there for months of rehearsals, I can still help out with it. I it doesn't really bother me, I suppose, but if I you're kind of good. yearning for a bit more than maybe you're available to do, then I yeah. can understand maybe how you would feel that way. But it's also I feel that when you're doing a sound design and you've got, you put this effort into it and you have like your feelings about certain cues going, oh, I really worked hard on that and I hope that works well. And I, I wish in that kind of circumstance that hanging with the cast gives you feedback on that. And you're like, oh, I worked really hard to get that golf swing and hit to sound <laughs> just right. And if you hear like, oh, wow, yeah, that really helped me with that scene and I got... I got into character because I heard what that was supposed <laughs> to sound like and that kind of thing. I think that seems a little bit of an unlikely scenario, but... Well, I uh, perhaps I'm generalizing and that kind of thing, but like the sound effects that you did for Dracula and the fact that, you know, we know that when you were doing the sound effect for digging in the earth, we now know that you were just, you know, <laughs> digging in your kitty litter. Like, if <laughs> My secret is out! How that, dare you! <laughs> <laughs> but if nobody else knew that, wouldn't that be less entertaining to you? If nobody else if, knew that, oh, I, I guess, I don't know. That was a special case. That was, you know, putting in perspective, I think that was a case where I think just because of the group of people involved with that show, 
even yeah. somebody who was just doing sound design really felt like a part of the team. Well, you were a part of the team. I know. Uh, I, and I felt that way. I, I can yeah. I can kind of understand maybe what you were talking about a moment ago in that if you're kind of just brought in to, and you mostly do your own thing and then you come in at tech week and then you're kind of trapped in the booth or you're the guy who comes around to put microphones on people. Gee, mm-hmm. I'm not alluding to any specific experiences now, am I? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're kind of coming in to do a job or perform a function, then yeah, there's probably, and depending on your personality too, I'm certainly more introverted, but if I were less so, then maybe I would put myself in situations where I would feel more part of the group. I don't know, but I'm a recluse introvert who will hide in the booth and then you'll not see me until the beginning and the end of the show and then I'll go home. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty introverted myself, but I still, I get more of a sense of fulfillment when I do manage to bond with the cast and do manage to make new friends and what have you, I think the consulting directing was a decent amount of that. You know, I, I consulting directed. I also did the the set design, so I was there for construction. But I think I was like only there for one day of construction. I was there for, I would say, a dozen rehearsals max, and I think probably less than that. That's actually quite a lot. I I suppose. I mean. You're probably dealing with... I was there for less than half the rehearsals. Oh, if it was 12, that's still quite a bit. I mean, yeah, I think. And I, and I was only there for one performance out of okay. maybe seven. Maybe the payoff of not being around for the to, to reap the benefits of the end result mm-hmm. com- compared to when you've directed shows and you got the full sense of how it went over with the different audiences. Yeah, yeah. Every night. That's, that's more fulfilling. Yeah, I, I can understand I, that. I even have that issue sometimes as a director that I feel almost isolated from the cast. I felt that way too. I think and, especially... And I don't like that. I think especially... I'll maybe use an example. Hound of the Baskervilles was maybe a situation like that where it might have just been because I felt I had to, I don't know, maybe crack the whip a little bit more at times <laughs> that I felt that I couldn't get too close do people? I don't know. And that that's maybe sort of the downside of directing. If mm-hmm. you find yourself in that position and it becomes like that, hopefully you can find a way to avoid feeling like that's what has to happen or trying well, to amusingly, the, get the, the results the show, that you want. I don't know. but yeah. Amusingly, the show where I most cracked the whip on was probably Death Defying Act, <laughs> <laughs> which, was, which was the one you were in. But yeah. that was the show that they, where they gave me the, uh, the the writing crop as a cast gift. <laughs> Which, yes, I do still have that. <laughs> well, in all fairness, it was within the context of the show. Was it within? How was that in the context of the show? Well, the female lead character was a in-home prostitute oh, yeah, yeah. or something, right? Th- that's true, yeah. <laughs> she was a hooker, yeah. But that was pretty much... I, I felt the only point where I went over the line on that was when she had showed up late to a couple of rehearsals, and I think I kind of yelled at her when she showed up at one one night. And from what I understand, I might have made her cry. <laughs> but I try not to do that. I still feel bad about that. That certainly was not my goal. I was just getting frustrated, and that was my first directing, really. I mean, not even... I, I don't know why I'm adding really to that. That was my first directing, and that was just the one one act. Right. I hope I've learned better since then. 
and yelling at your actors is certainly not a good way to bond with them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, situations where do you have to be the good cop or the bad cop, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a balance of that, I guess. And I don't know. Maybe the producer is the one that should be the bad cop more often, and at least when it comes to showing up for rehearsals. Or the stage manager or somebody like that. I don't well, know. I think it was early on enough that we didn't have the stage manager coming to rehearsals then. I, certain stage managers will, will come for almost the whole run, but mm-hmm. a lot of the shows I've worked in, they don't come till like tech week. Yeah, th- that happens. Although, in my experience, the producer isn't necessarily always at many of the rehearsals either. This is true. I guess that, again, depends on producer. And I do not even remember who produced Death Defying Acts. Me neither. Hmm. Was it Aaron, maybe? I, you got me. I mean, we're talking about a play that was almost 20 years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> well, if Steve's still listening to this, I'm sure he'll text me and remind me. <laughs> or he can go to backstage.link and click on contact the show. <laughs> so, yes. maybe to kind of go back to what you are talking about earlier... Is it, is it just, what, what's the common thread? Is it the type of role or the amount of time you get to spend and bond with people or the type of function you have, how essential you think the function is to the success of the show? I don't know. I, it's a little bit of everything, I think. And I mean, a lot of this is just my personality because I am introverted and it's, it's difficult for me to kind of come out of that shell One of the reasons I've always enjoyed doing theater and the reason I got started is it's not me up there. People always talk to me about how they get nervous on stage and I go, I never get nervous because it's not me. I just, to me, it's the character on stage. It's not me playing a character. So I don't have an issue with that. But when I'm, when I'm playing Glenn, (laughs) that's a much more difficult role to play. This really is turning into theater therapy this time. (laughs) I thought that was the point. I guess maybe it is. I don't know. But number three. So I Session number want, three. Yes. So I, I want to be, I want to feel a part of a group when I do theater. I, I feel like that's the point. And if and I'm isolated, certain, if I'm feeling isolated, then I'm not enjoying it as much. Certain roles, certain situations. And it's certain other that people. that work a little bit better than others. Yeah. I mean, when I did The Crucible, when I played John Proctor, I never... I didn't like that as much, even though it was a fantastic role and I enjoyed the performances, but I never felt even remotely bonded to that cast and crew. Well, that was an unusual situation, I would think, because you had a major role in the show and Mm -hmm. you presumably would have had a lot of interaction with most of the other people involved. Yeah, I mean, I would think that. And I, I, I don't even, honestly, to this day, no, I mean, I, I do recall going out after some shows. I do remember that, but I'm only in, still in touch with really one person from that show, and I've only worked with one person from that show since then. And it's also, the theater has moved further away, yeah, and it wasn't it's... that close. It wasn't someplace where I had done a lot of work before. I kind of stepped into that going, oh, The Crucible, why not? I'll audition for that. I'm sure I won't get anything. Well, that's a good um, point. If it's, if it's a location or a group that might be semi-regulars at that theater and then you don't yeah necessarily do a lot of stuff at that theater very often then yeah maybe you're not going to be as connected i think that might be one of the reasons that we end up with home theaters because it's a group of people that are kind of already friends and we already know and enjoy spending time with sure i would say that of 
various friends that I've met through theater, it wasn't necessarily just working with them on one particular mm -hmm. production. Maybe I met them in a production, but didn't really get to interact with them a whole lot. And then maybe in another production after that, we worked a little bit more closely and got to know each other a little bit better. So it kind of is a thing, I think, that cultivates over a period of time, maybe over multiple shows. Yeah, this is true. And it's a lot of it is working with that same group. That can I don't help. Know. It's always, I think. It's always, I, I think, because of my personality. And again, this is going a little too deep into the therapy, but I, I have, I always feel like an outsider. And how does that make you feel, then? <laughs> like an outsider. I just said that. <laughs> now, if you'd listen more closely, you'd get these things. Um, <laughs> but does it have so to do it, with your mother? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we need to go down that road. <laughs> You're not charging me enough for that. Um, <laughs> That'll be $300, please. <laughs> so, for more bad impressions, check out, <laughs> check out every previous uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, pretty much every one. Usually in the outtakes, because we try to pull those out. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. It's been completely derailed, but yeah, so it's difficult for me to break into a group. So even even at Barley Sheaf, where I feel I'm fairly welcome, and they've had me direct there, like, you know, at least a half a dozen times, and I genuinely like all the people that I work with, and I think they like me, I still often feel like an outsider, which hmm. is weird. That is weird. Yeah, I, I think that is just me, and that's not really a, a discussion for theater. That is a discussion for my therapist. <laughs> but going back to specific shows, I think there is, it's a certain amount, like, I, I think there's a certain role level. I also feel like when you get a lead in a show, it's actually more difficult to interact with people on a human level because you're spending so much time interacting with them on a character level. Well, you you have a lot more work to do in that case. So Absolutely. that kind of makes a lot of sense. I remember Out of Sight, Out of Murder, where I was pretty much the lead in that, and I was on stage for everything but like a couple of pages. It wasn't until that show opened and we were going out after shows that I really got to know people because I could never talk to them backstage. That's totally understandable. Yeah. I think if you have a role in a show where you're not on all the time and you have downtime as it were mm -hmm. you probably have a little bit of a better chance of bonding with people yeah this is true and i guess that's the same fate of the director is that you're never off you have to be on the whole time Correct. because you're, you're directing everything. working the whole time exactly and you have to keep things moving especially i it might even be worse in that situation so yeah and i think i'm I... running things so you really have to be staying on task and uh, unless there is sort of time built in before, or after, or in the middle, you won't yeah. really get to bond with people. And I think that's why when I direct, I do try to build in those breaks and that kind of thing. So I have a little bit of time to get to know people a little bit better. I've even had rehearsals where if things aren't going that way, I'll be like, all right, let's just forget this. Let's just go all, I'll go out and grab a drink. Let's hit the bar. Yeah. That'll be more productive I've, than I've this. I've done that in a, in a couple of separate shows. I've actually done that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I feel like that bonding is an important part of a show. I mean, as a director, even if I'm not bonding with the cast, I want the cast to bond because that always makes for a better performance. Yeah, I think, and maybe this is something that has 
kind of turned me off about directing a little bit. I do see a trend in some of my more recent directing ventures where I can kind of observe the cast clicking or bonding a little bit better with each other than I have the chance to do with them. Mm-hmm. It's It can be frustrating as a director. It's a little isolating. Yeah. And and that's 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 to me a, a constant struggle that I deal with when I direct, but I, I do try to overcome that. And I you have to realize also that it is it's vital for a show. There there's always the stereotypical compliment that's not a compliment where, oh, you really look like you were having fun up there. <laughs> but to me, that's like if they look like they're having fun up there, that's probably a good thing. I mean, I suppose if it's a, a heady drama, maybe that's <laughs> not a good you look like you were having fun discussing that murder up there. <laughs> um But I, I just think that if you are having fun, it's more likely to be a good performance. It's particularly in comedies, obviously, but if people genuinely like each other, they're going to make a better cast. Yeah, it's not always a prerequisite, but it could help. It definitely helps. I, I, I mean, yeah, you can have a good performance even if the cast doesn't get along, but it goes so much easier because I think that's what it is. I mean, if you're enjoying yourself, it's you you're going to want to be there more and you're going to want to put the work in. So I think the thread I'm hearing, Glenn, is that in some cases, if you feel like you're not immersed enough or vital enough or around enough, then you don't feel as connected to it. In -hmm. other cases, I think both of us are describing situations where we were so immersed in something that we couldn't really uh, take a breather and step back a moment and kind of appreciate and enjoy it. Kind of opposite extremes, but yielding almost similar results in a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess talking about how I don't feel as vital to a show, it's probably if I haven't made that bond and I'm not enjoying myself, I think that's part of it. It's just that if I'm not enjoying myself, then I don't want to be there and I don't want to be part of it. So I'm probably subconsciously removing myself and going, oh, I'm really not that vital to this show. So what do you do? Well, (laughs) that's really the question. This last show, as I said, I felt more vital. And one of the things that was really great was the director of that show really made a point of letting me know what a vital part of it that I was. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that people can take away from that is it's really appreciate the people that are doing work for you and let them know that you appreciate them. I'm not always that good with that as a director. One of the things that I always struggle with is letting the actors know, hey, in that scene, you know, giving them positive notes, I guess is what I'm getting <laughs> at. You know, I'm always writing down things that go wrong because I need to correct these things that go wrong. If something goes right, well, then fine. It's right. I don't need to say anything. But I think it helps. It just makes people feel better about I it. Think, I think I've come to learn that you do need to say something. If something really strikes you as leaving a very favorable impression to you and you want to encourage mm-hmm. somebody to keep doing that and to focus on that and try to recapture that lightning in a bottle as best as they can then you yeah. definitely should call attention to it but i think I've it's learned the value of a posi- uh, some key positive notes i think at times yeah it, it definitely is valuable it's just difficult for me because i am such a nitpicker that i can always find something that i can fix <laughs> i always. understand and, and i've had that issue uh, early on with my shows we've talked about this before where you know i couldn't even watch it i would just sit and pace the green room because 
performances. Every single performance, I can look at it and go, oh, we should have fixed that, or oh, he changed that, or oh, he dropped a cheese it or you know, whatever it is that's that's <gasps> happened that's gone wrong. Oh my God, how could I not mention that in our food episodes, food special last week? The whole thing with the cheese its and everything with with uh, Lifetimes three. Ah, can't believe I left that out. All right, if you missed last week's episode, we talked about food on stage. And yes. Glenn just remembered another story that he forgot to tell in that episode. <laughs> Go ahead, Glenn. They were always well. I I don't remember any specific story, but they were always talking about snacks with Cheez Its, and I don't even remember what else there was. The <laughs> Cheez Its is what sticks out to me. That's a great story, Glenn. I'm glad Thank we you. took the time to cover that. <laughs> Tune in next week for another pointless non-story. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're pretty much tuning in every week for a pointless non-story of some kind, <laughs> and we appreciate. And yet you that. keep coming back. <laughs> At least we hope they do. So let me ask you this. How connected and bonded do you feel to our listening audience? That's another interesting thing with all of this. I, I still feel in a lot of ways that this is just the two of us having a conversation about theater and recording it and putting it out there. And So how close do you feel bonding with me on this venture? <laughs> We're not even in the same room. <laughs> not this time, no, but often we are. It's always good to see your smiling face, Jim. <laughs> Thanks, James Taylor. <laughs> Oh, I, you know, this is a unique thing because we don't see the audience. You certainly, you, the audience that is, certainly can give us feedback. Backstage.link, contact the show. We don't get a whole lot of feedback, which I've, is why I'm always pushing for it. I've actually gotten some feedback just me. Like, for example, mm. if somebody that I know has been listening to this and I mention them and say, oh, so-and-so did a great job in X capacity, I have gotten mm -hmm. occasional, thanks for mentioning that, that really uh, um, yeah. boosted my ego or whatever kind of thing. <laughs> just just I, a message gotten, to me personally, not necessarily through the website. but Exactly. I've gotten that too, where somebody will you know send me a text about an episode or uh, shoot me an email about it or talk to me in person about it. We just don't get a lot of, I guess, general feedback through the website. The show doesn't get some. a lot of feedback. No. <laughs> And we are always pushing for that. We also, the episodes like this are just because, well, we need to fill all of these episodes and we're either, we're not necessarily running out of topics. We have a lot of topics listed, but we haven't had the time to flesh them out enough. And we haven't had, we have a lot that are listed where, oh, we need to get such and such as a guest to talk about this. And scheduling so that's, that and so forth. Right. So that's kind of where we are with that. And that's why we're always bugging you, <laughs> our, our <laughs> listeners for more feedback. And if you'd leave us a message, well, you know, then we could actually kill some airtime. And you can do that, of course, by calling 267-225-8869. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Go ahead. I'd like to understand, when are you going to stop talking about True West? Never. <laughs> we will never stop talking about True West. It's such a great show. <laughs> it's a great script. I don't know if our shows were great, but it is a great script. I don't want to stop talking about it. <laughs> Thanks, caller. Okay. Keep listening. <laughs> now, are you going to go back and alter that so you don't actually just sound like you doing a voice? <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Damn. I wanted people to actually be convinced this was a live call-in show now. <laughs> it's a live call-in podcast. Can we do that? <laughs> You broke I'll just, me. Just add them to the Skype. That's all. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right, Jim's broken. I'm just now. dying over here. <laughs> well, we hope some of you out there are laughing. 
if you're I not guess groaning we can kind of wrap this now. up. What is We're this drack? <laughs> We're at least past 20 minutes on this. We can stop whining about not feeling involved. Uh, I, I think... <laughs> I think. I don't know what you're whining about. I'm loving it every minute of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, just, a nice I, breather. I think, Get to explore other hobbies. I just I have to be conscious of of the level that I'm involved with and whether or not that's worth it to me, or if it's only worth it if I am in a show or directing a show and not just participating mildly. <laughs> Mild participation. Mild participation. As long as I get a mild participation trophy, I'm happy. (laughs) Honorable mention. Yes. (laughs) All right. So next week, uh, we should be back with an actual episode. I know we're running into our holiday specials. We're we're really overloading on holiday specials this season between what we we've already had Halloween and Thanksgiving. We forgot to do Black Friday. Ah, darn it. That was last week. (laughs) We missed it. Well, We've today's got, uh, Cyber Monday. Is, is is what? Cyber Monday? Yeah, that's right. Today? Oh. Yes. Well, go out there and do your... Hey, there you go. Cyber Monday. Go to uh, backstage.link and click on store. You that's can do right. Your, your, your holiday shopping. Give, give your loved one a backstage show shirt so they can go, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> of course, that may be a telltale sign of how much you love your loved one, perhaps. Or, or don't love them. Or how much you love us. <laughs> show us a little love. Come on. <laughs> Clearly, we want to feel involved, or at least I do. Cyber Monday. All right, let's, let, let's end this before I embarrass myself more. Uh, tune in <laughs> next week for, for the actual episode. <laughs> Until then, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And we'll see you backstage. Bye-bye. So long. It turns out that there was a broken wire for the control of the circulator pump. Wait, maybe we should save this for the show. Who wants to listen to this? Who knows? <laughs> well, I don't want them to listen to this. Okay. Yeah. This, Hi, I'm Glenn. This room that I... Sorry, Hi, you're I'm not done me. yet. This room that... <laughs> it might have just been... I'm just babbling. Save it for the show. All right. As long as I get a mild participate participation. As long as I just get a mild Let's try this. Again. Easy for you to say. No, it isn't. As long as I get a mild participate <laughs> <laughs> All right, take 6.